let me say this too, Crisco, be, before we even get started. I, I be wanting to give you your flowers for a bunch of reasons, but I will say this. I want to give you your flowers today because you always like a joy when you get ready to do this. Like, and you know, like somebody being in the movie, like, man, I don't know. You come here, I don't know what might have happened before, but by the time you cut that camera on and you be like, Ekin, let's go, like Crisco is like, yeah, the day is brighter. Can't nobody sit on this camera and be in a bad mood with you. I just can't. I, I, I was in a, I was feeling a way because of the way that, you know, my Buccaneers lost the other day. And then here you come, you in the Christmas spirit, the tree is rocking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. No, man, thank you, bro. I feel good. I mean, look, because we're alive, right? At the end of the day. Boom. We're alive. We have the chance to make today better than what it was yesterday. And those two things alone right there are just a reason to just be happy. So when I think that I get to be on your show and, and, and we get to talk and have fun and just live, you know what I mean? I, how can you not be happy about it? Crisco Kid, my guy. Uh, the Players Playlist is popping off right now. Of course, I am DJ Eek, and of course, over on the West Coast in the great city of Phoenix, Arizona, my guy Crisco Kid is here. Hey, and and also too, man, I I want to say I appreciate you waking up, man, on on uh, Tuesday mornings to rock out with this because it's, what time is it out there? It's uh nine. nine yeah, oh, we okay. get to the money around here. Oh, well, well, there you go. There you go. Uh, Crisco, I want to do this today, and I, I told Jason before this start, I said, I'm going to blindside Crisco just a little bit today. Not too crazy, but I'm going to blindside you today. That's why I didn't send you any notes. Because okay. there's a lot going on in the media, and you, to me, are one of the guys that I think does it right. So I have to get your opinion on some things that I'm seeing out here um, as a media person, as a person who asks a lot of questions, as a person who interviews a lot of the biggest celebrities, and you do sports, you do entertainment. I want to talk about the media's handling of Kanye and Kyrie as of late, right? And in particular, uh, we'll put Kanye a little bit to the side because I, I really want to explore the Kyrie thing a little bit more, right? Because the other day, and I was just telling Jason this, right? The other day I'm watching an interview and, you know, Kyrie, Kyrie's just really coming back for everybody who doesn't know. Kyrie Irving, uh, point guard for the New Jersey Nets, probably top, definitely in the top 10 players in the NBA. Been in a bit of controversy because as of late, well, he's always seems to kind of be in something that bubbles, right? Because right. he's just that guy. But as of late, of course, it was the tweet about the movie, that is considered anti-Semitic that is on the Amazon Prime platform, right? He tweeted, and that's pretty much all he did. He tweeted. He didn't really say much about it, but he also, if I get through the story, when the people want to call for him to apologize and this and that, he kind of doubled down. He wound up getting suspended. Whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. Where we are now, though, and, and like I said, I want to explore this with you, is it seems that the guy plays basketball first, right? He plays basketball and more often than not, he's in a press conference after the game. And this particular clip that I saw that made me say, I want to run this by Crisco and Jason today on the players playlist is the reporters asking him something that has to do with the controversy, which is in many people's eyes. It happened almost a month ago, bro. Like, can we go on to something else? And Kyrie is asking, bro. Can we get a basketball question? I am in this press conference to talk about basketball. Now, I want to let you just get in first, like your just immediate thoughts. And then Jason made a couple of good points that I want to bring up to you, too. But just in your initial thoughts, right? Like, wh where are we 
in responsibility as media in all of this stuff. And again, you can bring Kanye in, but that may be a little extreme. I think the, the Kyrie focus is really kind of where I where I would rather be. But, you know, you're a media guy. I think just because of sports, right? Um, and this has been like the past couple of years. I think before or right around the time Colin Kaepernick took the knee, and you would see some talking heads, some political pundits, some just regular Joes watching Facebook. Oh, shut up and play football! Shut up and dribble the ball! You know that's not your position. It's not your, you know, why are you even speaking about that? You get paid to, you know, play ball, right? Right. And so you have to figure, well. What would you like to see the capacity uh, of our athletes perform in, right? Do you want them to be uh, social commentators? Do you want them to be political justice fighters? Do you want them to be, you know, you know, what, what do you want the lane to be, right? And and then you can choose how to be critical. But I think it's hype. It, it's 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 um, hype. You know, I, I, let me find the right word here, Ekin, because it's very <laughs> I get important. it. Because somebody could take the words and what I'm even saying and twist them somehow. Right. Um, it, it, I'll just stick with it. It's hypocritical when you want the athletes to perform a certain way. And then when, when they do something a little different, you're, you're happy about it or you're mad about it. And when they don't perform or they don't act the way that you expect them to act or that you've wanted them to act, then you have a problem with it. Right. And I think that's just what we're seeing now. A month later, like you just said, weeks have gone by. He's apologized. Um, I think he's even had meetings with different organizations and, um, you know, even people in the league and just different organizers have said, I don't find any anti-Semitism in his heart or in his character or his personality. And I think it's just redundant that we keep visiting uh, the anti-Semitism sentiments and statements from not just Kyrie Irving, but from a lot of people right now. And I think there's got to be uh, a point when people say and just really look at things and say, is this person a racist? Is this person a bigot? Is this person a sexist? And then if the answer is truly no, then why do people keep harping over and over and over to try to paint this person or make this person into something that they're not, even just based off a comment or a tweet or a like on somebody's thing, it doesn't mean that's who they are. It doesn't mean that that's uh, what they condone. And and I think when we have got to start, here's what happened. Do you forgive them? Do you not? Hindsight 2020, looking back, was this really that big? And I'm not just even specific speaking specifically about Kyrie Irving. I'm just thinking about in general. Right. And once you can determine the person and who they are, then I think... All journalists and people have a responsibility to take what happened. Here's this, put in your record, whatever you got to make your mental note and just kind of keep moving. Right. And until then, until people start learning how to be journalists again and go to talk about basketball and stop looking for the clickbait and the sensationalism, then we have a problem in this country. And that's kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over every little thing that everyone says. And I've been over it. But we just have to play the political game because we're in certain positions in media and people look at us and we always have to abide by everything. But I think what's going to happen is we're going to start getting to the root of who the people are. And if it's not who you are, then stop judging people and harping and attacking people over and over and over when you know that they are clearly not what they've been accused of being. Right. And, and, and I think and also too, like my opinion on that, too, is everybody 
that you see in these comments, right, or on these keyboards, right, they they do text and, and comment as if they're perfect. And the one thing I say about this a lot of times is imagine how you would look if there was a camera in your face 22 hours a day. Every step you took, someone's got a camera phone out in a restaurant. You're just trying to have dinner in a corner. Uh, you're walking into a store. Here comes 17 phones and the paparazzi are behind beside you. You're in your car at a stoplight. Somebody sees you there on the corner with their cell phone or paparazzi's there. Somebody at some point is going to see you do something wrong. Now, as the media, do you think that we're starting to put too much of our opinion into these things, though, as opposed to just dealing with the actual facts? Yeah, because, and, and you see this a lot with journalists, like even on the nightly, you know, your local news, right? Like, technically, your anchors should be unbiased. They should be taking the information and present it to you. You take the information, again, if you're a journalist doing your job correctly and you're presenting information and news to the public, then we as supposed to be informed citizens, we're supposed to be able to take just a little information and be able to do our own research and come up with our own opinions, our own ideas of what we feel about the information that's been presented to us. But we're not seeing that anymore because the people who are supposed to be unbiased and just reporters reporting the information, they keep injecting too much of their personal ideology and their opinions into what we're getting. And that's low-key, subliminally keeps putting these different ideas into people and it's and it's creating this whole attitude. Now, if you're watching an opinion person, right, an opinion journalist, Stephen an opinion a. Journalist, Stephen a. Smith. Thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's how I Hey, hey, man! Like, like, but and again, like I said, I, 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 I really value, like I said, like your, your, the things that you do, right? You do many different things, and I, I was like, this will be something great to run by Crisco that this morning, and and Jason as well, right? They don't often see Jason on camera, but Jason and I have some pretty dope conversations before I get to you, and he kind of helps me kind of get my thoughts in order. And one of the things he mentioned here that I also want to interject in this conversation is he mentioned the Nets PR team now. Let me give you this, Crisco, and then you give me your feedback. His thoughts on the Nets PR team and anybody that's in PR, because I say this about Kanye a lot. I'm like, this dude needs the proper PR person to help him maybe get out the thoughts properly that he's thinking instead of sometimes just with a camera and blurting. Right. And maybe that with Kyrie, too. Jason's thing was as the PR team. Maybe perhaps they should come in before the press conference. And I don't know if they've done this or not, but this was a very good thought, I thought. And say, hey, look, guys, Kyrie's about to come in. Three questions, maybe four on the suspension. Then it's all basketball. And kind of lay that, lay that law on the land down. There. Because what it also does, right, Kanye, to your point, I mean, uh, Kyrie, to your point, he's apologized. We're supposed to be moving forward from here. And at every turn of them, like when they get into like a little bickering and he goes, guys, I, I came in here to talk the game. Like we're not talking the game at all. So it, then it becomes a back and forth with him and said reporter. And to Jason's point, which I want to know if you agree with, the PR team could kind of help Kyrie a little bit if they were just like laying down like, yo, like this is how we need it to go. We're not saying don't ask anything, but let's limit it to three, four questions tops. And then let's get to the game because that's what he's here yeah. for. And it's even sad you have to do that, right? It's sad that you have to tell journalists that. This is what I'm saying about the state of, like, media right now. And this is why a lot of people are disenfranchised with, uh, you know, 
mass media or they say you know the mainstream media and you hear the term fake news a lot it's because you have these journalists these people who keep asking these questions and i do agree maybe it is the nets pr maybe the nets pr is failing Kyrie, or maybe the organization or maybe it's part of it because uh if you're not talking about Kyrie irving are you really talking about the nets this season and if that's the only way that you can become relevant or clickbait or whatever it might be that's what they kind of have to go with at the moment so we don't know what they're having uh, they're talking about behind the scenes, but I just do think it's ironic that the same people that could be advocating for like, you know, reform as far as prison reform or as far as like rehabilitation, right? Let's say you do the crime, you're supposed to go into prison or jail and you're supposed to be able to get the rehabilitation that you need. You're supposed to be able to come out and I don't want to say your sins are forgiven, but you're supposed to have done your time and be able to contribute back to society, right? These are the right. people that are saying, he's did his time. Yo, move on. Why, why do certain people keep on talking about this and this and that? Then these are the same reporters that keep asking Kyrie Irving and other athletes the same thing that we're, that you're saying, hey, if you went to jail, you did the time, you should be able to go back. Same people that keep on asking the same crap about what just happened instead of moving on. That's the irony about everything in right. certain situations. So, so, is there, so is there a fix? Is there, I mean, because, you know, like there used to be the editor, right? Like when, when newspapers were popular, probably when you and I first thought about maybe getting into this thing, or, you know, when you're watching the news, there's supposed to be a producer that's kind of guiding this thing and everything shouldn't be an opinion show. Like we know first take, right? Shouts out to Stephen A and everybody who comes on there. The whole science behind that is Molly throws out a topic. Everybody, it's, it's a debate type show, right? It's a, it's a, it's a back and forth. But to your point and, and the point that I, I want to get out of this discussion is I don't think the news should be like that, right? I don't think just reporting on Kyrie or the Kyrie at the press conference should be like that. It should be a question and answer thing where you're really trying to get the said player or said coach or whoever's in association and at the podium at that time to give you their thoughts on said game or whatever's the topic at the time, but not just clickbait. So with it kind of being a little bit of, in my terms, these don't have to be yours, What's becoming to me, it seems like a, a, a media free for all. Do you think there's a fix or do you think we're just going to continue on this? We're on this sled, dude, going down this icy ramp and it ain't yep. no stopping us. There is. I, I don't see a fix just because, again, we already know it's about the headline. We already know it's about the title. We already know it's going to get the clicks. And I don't see that changing anytime soon because that's exactly what everybody makes their money on right now. Everyone's looking for that viral moment. And as, as long as we glorify, uh, the, you know, the 15 second clickbait on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is, then I don't see that changing because sometimes people I've seen people prepare for different, uh, you know, press junkets, movie junkets. And they literally have no idea what any of the movie is about. Sometimes they don't know what the artist that that's coming into, you know, that they're about to interview. They have no idea about any of their projects or them. They're just thinking about what is the question that's either going to piss the artist off or that's going to make somebody really happy that they're going to talk about that may have nothing to do with why the person, the talent that they're interviewing is there for. And it's kind of sad, but again, that's where we're at. They don't care about the movie. They don't care about the album. They don't care about anything. They just want to talk about what's going to be that one question that's going to get the biggest reaction out of the talent that they're looking for. Well, you know, um, well, I, I will say this, Crisco. I watch your interviews, and you're far from that. It's 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 real life happening over there, 
and I, I just want to say that and 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 me too man like when I, I and I tell everybody man I, and I t- I've had some dudes sit with me and I immediately tell them I go look man like we don't talk about a lot of things here but I'm not looking for a YouTube clip dude so let's just rock out and you know I and I tell them also too I'd be like yo it's, it's I gotta ask certain things because certain things are just in the top of the news but I'm not gonna badger you if you decide that you want to pass on a question and I think we've forgotten that too I think I think where it used to be and I well I think Certain people will say, I'm not going to like, like Bill Belichick, I think is one of the masters at that, right? He'll be like, yeah, I'm not talking about that. And he'll just go to something else. And I think Jason was telling me about the Washington Redskins head coach, right? Like, huh? The Dolphins. Oh, my bad. The Dolphins, because the, the commanders are a whole different story today. Uh, the, the Dolphins head coach, he's good about, he'll be like, hey, guys, let's do something that we haven't done in like three weeks. Let's actually talk about the uh, football game. Let's do that. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, you know, he kind of forces the hand on, yeah, we're going to stay focused in this conversation and you're not going to just run me all over the place because you're sitting out there with your microphones. And I think that some people are going to have to get back to that. And to the other point, I think the organizations too should hold some accountability because isn't that is to me what you have a PR person for or a PR team for to make sure that the messaging is going out in as good of a light as it can go with certain situations. And some of them are fixes, but I think this Kanye thing has been going on for a minute. I mean, this Kyrie thing has been going on for a minute. Egan, again, we don't know who is behind the PR on it. It might be the organization that still wants us to talk about the Nets somehow, and that that's the only thing that you can talk about. It might be part of their plan, bro. So it would make sense what what you're saying. You know what I mean? But if that's their game plan, they're following the game plan already. You have to think about that, right? That's the game plan. They're doing exactly what the game plan is. We can say, why doesn't the coach get up there and say, hey, stop asking these questions to Kyrie. Let's talk about basketball. Right. Have they? Why doesn't the general manager, why doesn't the president of operations say this? They don't because it still keeps the Nets name. They still got to sell jerseys. They still got to sell some tickets at the end of the day. You know what I mean? I saw more uh, uh, about the... Uh, the, uh, the 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 Israelites that, that were out there making noise in front of the arena. I didn't get any mass media coverage on that, but I saw it on social media. Right. And I thought powerful, whether you agree with their stance or with their views on religion and where they feel like their place in in history is um, or not, just to see that many group of men outside was to me um, a, a show of unity that I think a lot of people are finding hard to, I don't care what your cause is, Sometimes it's hard to get people all together and show support for an athlete or show support for any type of celebrity. And um, nobody covered that. But again, um, I'm not condoning or condemning or anything like that. I'm just showing as far as unity and a message that was out there that didn't get covered. Nobody really, really addressed that. But again, it just goes to show what is the message and what is the point behind everything? What do they want to be? Do you have any thoughts on the uh, Phil Knight and Nike piece of this, like them severing ties with with Kyrie? Did you see Phil Knight's interview? He was like, I, th- I don't think we're going back or whatever. Um, I'm still waiting on people. Uh, what, what is taking so long for certain people to uh, cancel or boycott uh, Balenciaga? You know what I mean? What's going on? Have you seen all that? Yeah. Um, uh, brands and, and severing relationships, that's a whole different thing. But people are quick to cut... Look, I, we can go into a whole different thing right now. Right. <laughs> but we do, know, we do know skin color, demographics, and certain things play a heavy hand into who is canceled, who is boycotted. And I, we've just seen a total opposite reaction and slow moving feet. They moonwalking over here across how they. <laughs> I don't even want to say the name just because I don't think they need any more publicity. They, they don't need my publicity anyway. But damn. Okay. 
so so be, because because I and, and I think some people may not know exactly what you're talking about. Can you explain the the Balenciaga saga a little bit? Like you know, in the words of Crisco, like can you? explain like the issue because i saw the kim kardashian thing right and a lot of times when i see kim kardashian like make this long statement about her relationships and whatever it kind of comes across to me and and i don't want to okay i'll just say it It comes across to me like the charlie brown teacher i don't i don't i don't really i don't really take any stock in it i just don't and i maybe because i don't really take i don't know why she's done nothing to me and i don't think badly of like kim personally I just don't take much that Kim Kardashian says seriously. I just don't. So maybe I'm the bad guy here. Maybe you'll give me something here. But when it comes to the Balenciaga saga, saga, right? Uh, Saga, chaos, whatever it is. Because I didn't even look that deep into the story. What is the major issue here so that people can understand right off the top? Okay. So with eliminating conspiracy theory, just looking at what the actual word means, right? There's some things you can look up on that. Um, just to look up how the company was founded. A lot of people don't understand how a lot of these companies were founded. When you're talking about anti-Semitism, uh, look at Volkswagen. Look at Adidas. That's the irony of all this. These were founded by people uh, who were supporters or sympathetic to the Nazi movement back in the 40s, the 1940s, right? Right. And you look at how the brands have evolved or whatever, but it still just kind of shows the irony of everything. Balenciaga, uh comes up with a campaign, even though they deny it that it's them. However, but little old me and Crisco Kid Block Party, my brand, I oversee and I look at what messaging goes out. I have to approve it. Like, right. it just makes sense, right? So the, the company, they put out this campaign that involves children, and they're trying to promote a, like, plush bear. Um, you know, it looks a little, I don't want to say, like, bondage or S&M or whatever it might be, but it, it's low-key that. Right. And in the campaign... There were different news articles, there were different papers, there were court cases involving uh, known human traffickers, uh, child sex offenders, uh, pedophilia. And these are some of the underlying messages and certain like little Easter eggs is what you want to say that were found in the different articles, uh, the different campaign ads, right? right. And the, the company plays ignorant to the fact that well, we didn't know. We didn't, you mean to tell me? And, I, and I'm tired of hearing brands that um, are more affluent or, or, you know, in, in certain demographics here, get away with this stuff because, oh, they didn't know. Or we didn't have the proper PR team. We didn't have a proper multicultural blah, 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 blah. I get, I get that world, you know, the, the, you know, some of these brands are overseas and I get how our struggles here for social justice and our fight is not the same as other parts of the world, but especially everything that's been happening um, you would think that they are more aware, especially when they have a U.S. team that is specifically focused on advertising and marketing and campaigns here. The problem is some people were looking up those files and those images and different symbols that were put in those ads. And it is it's it's disturbing. And it's, and it's a lot of things that people are fighting for now. And now that it's being put out by a different company. Some of these people that have been so offended on some of these same cases seem to not mind as much that Balenciaga is putting these out with their campaign. And so that's why people are calling out the hypocrisy and they're calling out, well, wait a minute, where's your cries for injustice and, and, and all these different types of things that you know sh- you should be offended about? Why aren't you boycotting this company that is talking about child and human and sex trafficking and pedophilia. And it right. seems to be okay. 
And we were so quick to condemn our athletes or our rappers, but you're not that you don't treat the same companies with that same attack. That same that energy. Same they don't keep that same energy. That. They don't keep that same energy. Right. Exactly. And and that's what people have a problem with now. Or some people have a problem. Some people think it's perfectly fine. Well, well, here's another interesting twist to this too, man. Uh for the bag ad featuring the child porn ruling which is part of its spring 2023 campaign. Balenciaga has sued the production company North six and set designer Nicholas de Desjardins claiming 25 million in damages. That made me, when I saw that part, that made me immediately go back to your point, right? Like I'm just little DJ Eakin and I ain't trying to let a lot go out that I don't see first, right? That I don't, you ain't just throwing nothing out there that I'm going to put the stamp on. It's going to run across my social media that I can't say, that I had some, that I saw it, right? That I had something to do with approved it or something. And, you know, I was talking to a couple of people that are in this fashion thing and they were saying, when you're dealing with these brands like this, it's usually somebody over your shoulder 24 seven about how this thing looks, what's going to be finally said, how it goes out. There's a communications person, there's their PR people, there's their marketing people. So it stays on brand, all that kind of stuff. So I find it really hard to believe to your point that they didn't know anything. And I'm just wondering where does the lawsuit come in? If you know, if you let this go, all, cause of court, because of this, this North six company, right. They couldn't have, I don't believe that they had access to your channels, right. Your social media platforms before it went out. Right. right. Like, so, so the people who pushed that out, there had to be some approval in there. So that the lawsuit itself to me is like, it's like irony too. It's like, it's like an oxymoron. Like, bro, like, you were all in on sending this ad out on multiple platforms, different places. Uh, you paid for different spots in different places. And then when the backlash started, now there's a $25 million lawsuit. And you know, that's, you know, that's nothing, right? $25 million. Uh, this is just a fall guy. They right. could have created this company that didn't even exist. Could have put a, a, a little quick LLC or a DBA together, had somebody just do this and sue this for 25 million, 25 million. You try to cancel, and again, I'm not condoning, I'm not condemning, I'm just talking facts and what we're talking about. You're, you went after a man's family, his career, which is worth way more than $25 million to have him canceled and boycotted for a tweet. This is a company that can do $25 million in a week, right. maybe less. $25 million? That's what you're suing for in damages? But yet the amount that they were going after different athletes or celebrities and uh, destroying their lives is way more than a $25 million value in a lawsuit. And that's just, I, I'm telling you, how long do we just keep letting the double standard go when you're treating athletes, rappers, and because this is the player's playlist, and we all come from a music background. We can talk about these issues. So I look at it as like you're attacking the culture, right? right. But you're, you're letting other people slide with a small $25 million slap on the wrist, and we didn't know. I call BS. You did know you went away with it. You pushed the limit. Everybody's talking about your campaign more than what you have just put a regular teddy bear out. At the end of the day. Man, it's a lot going on there, Crisco, man. <laughs> we got three minutes, man, before we find ourselves in overtime. Uh, let's do some football real quick, man. Um, and, and, and I'll let you finish it up, bro, because you know what? I, I really don't want to talk about my Buccaneers this week. I just kind of want to let that one just ease on out of here. This week. You don't, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to talk Cardinals. Bro, did you see the 25 to 24 loss? I, I know y'all lost in overtime. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's the Browns. I saw that. Dude, don't say that out loud again. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that, bro. 
Don't do that. I mean, we lost on a two point con two point conversion right with seconds left in the fourth. I mean, it was bro, painful. If you don't don't hey bro, we got a one hander caught on us with Devin White holding on to the receiver with like what thirty some seconds left in the game. Yeah, I don't know if it gets much worse than that, Crisco. I mean, I know you're running. It's a tight race between how how bad both of our teams got got beat this week. But hey, a one hander. You got Moss that I'm sure we're going to hear about next week from Randy Moss on our, and we got the Monday night game. I'm sure we're going to hear about it. You got Moss, right? So that'll be going. And we are the, the Monday night game. <sighs> oh yeah. So, yeah. You guys have, it's going to be interesting the next couple three or four weeks here because you got your Monday night game. We'll see you again. Like we talked about Christmas day. And I still think you should fly out for that. We got to work this out somehow. I'll get you booked somewhere. We'll make this happen. He can, if you I'm want, interested. I'm very Christmas interested Day. in that. I'm very interested in that scenario. Got to make something happen here. And then before that, we got our Monday night game versus the Patriots. And so we have we have a pretty interesting final month in, in 2022 as far as our teams are concerned. Um, I'm just looking forward to having the Bucks and the Cardinals play. And we can see... <laughs> Are we going to make a small wager on that? We we got to make that wager interesting, too. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll think of something. We got to make that wager interesting, too. Let's figure this out. The one thing I can say, though, too, and, and the thing I love about Tom Brady to me that, that is a lot of class is he doesn't get up on the podium and pass the book. He's like, we got to score 17 points ain't enough. We got to score more than 17 points. I love that part about him that he still takes that, like, yo, I'm part of this team. I know I'm Tom Brady, and you guys give me, like, all this, you know, like, you know, I've, I've done all these things, but that doesn't count now. Like, I got to do more now. That's the one thing I will say that I love about him. And another, if I could get any positivity out of this, we're still in first place because that division is trash right now. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Well, yeah, we're uh, not. well, oh, you know, Crisco, there, there's a small chance, though, right? There's a chance. What is it? What are they saying? Dumb and dumber. So there's still a chance. <laughs> My man, Crisco hey, kid. You know hey, what? We gotta get ready for this game. Uh, uh, the soccer match. Are you following football? The other football soccer? Uh, not as much. Even though I will say, I will say it's 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 been a bit crazy here though. And the USA is playing Iran today, right? So that's a big right. one. And I haven't followed it as much, but I will say. Not me, but it's a big deal here in Tampa, man. So shouts out to all the ta- the fans that have been watching the World Cup. Shouts out to my family over at McDenton's Irish Pub, man. They've been showing the games, and it's been, it's been chaos and craziness out there, man. So, yeah, to your point, it's a big deal. I just haven't personally been watching it, but it's been a big deal. And speaking of Irish, uh, Canelo Alvarez, I'm like, we know he's Mexican. I'm playing. But, you know, he got the red hair and everything. He's my favorite <laughs> Irish guy. Uh, you know, he wants to fight Messi. For apparently his foot kicking the jersey on the ground. I think people blew it up, made it more dramatic than what it was. But my question is, Canelo, why you want to fight Messi and you won't even accept the fight with Jake Paul? Oh, well, well, there's that. Oh, there's that. Did Jake Paul call him out too? Did Jake call him yes, out? Sir. Yes, sir. Oh, oh, well, there's that. You want to fight a soccer player, you won't even fight Jake Paul. Does he got to step on a jersey now? Matter of fact, let me put the text in. Hey, Jake, hey, let me, hey, let me ask you something, Crisco. This, this is some inside info. Are you on that Jake Paul team now? Are you on that? Because I, no. I know how you move, Crisco. Are you on that? No, ja- no. Are you are you slowly but surely becoming a part of that Jake Paul team? Like you know, like the interviews have to come through you. You know the no. the the music. You know you're helping no. with the programming of of things. You know, no, like, but the team. Hey, the team is the, the the team is really cool. I'll just say that, man. The team is really cool. Okay. <laughs> I'll get hey. I did, man. Hey, you never know where Crisco Kid might pop up at, man. My dude, man. Where can they find you at on social media? 
Yo, hit me up everything at Crisco Kids, C-R-I-S-C-O-K-I-D-D. And again, Ekin, as always, thank you for the opportunity every week. Man, Jason, much love to you as well. Thank hey, you. Hey, man, I appreciate you, man. Uh, at DJ Ekin across all platforms and at DJ Ekin TV on that YouTube channel. And and get this, Crisco, next week he has agreed to come on. My man, DJ D Strong, he is the uh, he's the program director of a couple of iHeart stations, and he's also the in-game DJ for the Orlando Magic. So we'll get our basketball hats on next week, right, when he drops Let's and he's going to come and hang out with us. So that should be fun. And, of course, man, as always, man, I'm having lots of fun here on the Players Playlist. This man, Crisco Kid. Hey man, like, download, subscribe, all that good stuff, man. We are here. Shouts out the radio influence, Crisco Kid, man. I love you, bro. Talk soon. Love you, bro, man. Later.